Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Pull up a stool and join us. 585-866-4FAN. 866-4326. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader. 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. All right, you're back in the sports bar. It's Danger and Bataglia shifting gears. Talk to Buffalo Bills with Matt Perino, the Syracuse Post Standard. Always good with this time to join us on a Tuesday afternoon. Matt, fresh from rookie minicamp over the weekend. What were your takeaways? And, and we know that there were some tryouts that resulted in a, in a few more free agent signings for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, the Shane Ray one was really uh, a fun one. Former first-round draft pick, getting another opportunity in the league. And I feel like, those are the kinds of fun stories to track over the course of, you know, these OTAs, minicamp, um, you know, with the XFL and the USFL now, like there's so many players that get these extended opportunities. And that's one of the cool things about covering the NFL is seeing these kinds of things play out. And when you want to talk about the practice environment too, it's like, I feel like it ups the ante when you've got a bunch of guys coming in, Already you have guys like fringe roster guys that are fighting for uh, a roster spot, but guys that, you know, have been, you know, heralded in this league that, you know, come into camp and, and have a chance. And there's still a couple roster spots open. Wouldn't shock me if the Bills still added in a, a player that you're familiar with if you're a football fan. So, um, yeah, I think it was a fun, fun day on Friday. Get a chance to go out to practice, see Dalton Kincaid for the first time. You see, like, the, the physical – um, athletic profile that he brings as a receiver. He obviously looked like a different caliber player out there. I was really impressed actually with uh, Tyrell Shivers, uh, Shavers, I should say. Uh, I thought he probably played a little bit better in the team drills than uh, Justin Shorter, the fifth-round draft pick. But again, no pads. Please take that with a grain of salt. And then Osiris Torrance, Brandon Bean and Torrance, talking about him kind of moving around to both guard spots. That's kind of the plan for them going into training camp, which I think gives them a little bit of uh, wiggle room depending on who uh, they want to be the other starter, if that ends up being the case, that those uh, Torrance and another player win the jobs, like having that versatility between the two spots. But I think also we've talked a lot about Cody Ford on this show, right? Like the right tackle experiment, then right guard, then over to left guard. I wonder how long they play around with the two spots and they don't just let him get comfortable, Osiris Torrance that is, 
uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah, that, I don't think that that helped for moving him around. Uh, uh, the the other player that I'm just curious about because if you spend a third round pick, uh, my expectation is that at some point that third round pick should be a starter. How did Dorian Williams look? And you know, Matt, is he in the competition at the middle linebacker position at this point? I know Brandon Bean tried to put uh, the brakes on that uh, a couple weeks ago after they drafted him. But, yeah, I think he's definitely in the mix. If not, you know, I don't want to say the favorite. I mean, you've got a lot of guys in that room that have played a lot of snaps for them. I mean, A.J. Klein and Tyrell Dotson, obviously. And then Bernard, the guy that they, they drafted in the same round last year that they think can play middle linebacker. But I think Dorian Williams, from an athleticism perspective, now, I'm not going to sit here and fake it like he like like you were able to glean anything from this one practice in terms of Dorian Williams and his ability to kind of play that spot. It, that that really wasn't on display. They weren't in pads. But I think that from a size perspective and like a speed perspective, I think it's exciting to think about, okay, if you throw him in the mix with Matt Milano and their potential coverage um, ability side by side, I, I think it's interesting. And but who knows? Like Bernard might come into training camp and be a completely different player. So we have to kind of check in on the development, see if he can take a year one to year two jump, seem more comfortable. And he's got a leg up in the competition because he already knows basically Sean McDermott's defense. He spent a year in it last year. I know Leslie Frazier was a defensive coordinator, but I'd imagine Sean McDermott keeps a lot of the same terminology and the scheme will be mostly the same. So I think Dorian Williams is going to have to eliminate all doubts to win that job. And what I mean by that is, He's going to have to be completely able, understanding the, the scheme, but also be able to operate a little bit out there and call the defense a little bit. Maybe not fully 100% like Jermaine Edmonds did, but I think they're going to ask whoever plays that role to do some of the heavy lifting from a play calling perspective. Matt, you mentioned his name in, in brief, and, and I'm just curious about Justin Shorter, fifth round wide receiver out of Florida. Uh, he has something that that you know. I think Gabe Davis really the only other wide receiver with this kind of size at six four and a quarter, two twenty nine, and from the looks of it, just a physical specimen. When you see the guy, you're like, oh yeah, uh, he's got he's got something different about him, or or am I misreading it? What did you think? What did you think of shorter when when you had the chance to see him, the brief chance to see him on Friday? No, I don't think you're misreading it at all. I think that there is obviously just a the build of the guy is impressive. He was doing an interview in the field house after um, practice when we were talking to Kincaid and uh, Osiris Torrance, Brandon Bean. And I was looking at him from across the, the field house. So they were on, he was on the other sideline from where we were doing the press conference. And even then you look at him and he had his shirt off and you're just like, the dude is just absolutely yoked. I mean, he's huge. You've seen the pictures going yeah. around on social media. I think from a blocking perspective, they're excited about that, especially in year one. Like you go back, um, obviously Jake Kumaro has been a guy that they've used in that special teams um, blocking specialist type of role. So early on, I don't think the expectations are going to be super high, but from the, from the athleticism perspective, I think that he takes this thing to a whole nother level. Now this, the DK Metcalf stuff is a little bit overzealous. He yeah. doesn't run as fast as Metcalf. But, and I, I also think that, like, I posted uh, a video on our podcast uh, that I took out of practice, and it's funny, like, he takes these really big, almost feels like you're, like, churning uh, the legs a little bit. Like, he, he has a lot of action. There's not a lot of quickness. It takes him a little bit to get up to high speed, but when he gets there, he is really fast. And so I think 
they're just going to have to work on the athleticism piece of it with it. I mean, the, just the, you know, the speed and the quickness. Like, the speed's there. They, he needs to develop a little bit more quickness, and I think they could do that in this setting now. And there's no rush on it, uh, to your point. Yeah, Matt Perino, Syracuse Post Standard, our guest. And again, these guys are not in pads. But if if we can go back to Kincaid, because that's somebody we're all going to be watching, um, how the Bills use him. And were you able to learn anything from last week, Matt? Uh, like, Are they lining him up in 12 personnel? Were they lining him up in the slot? Or, or you're not allowed to say anything like that? I mean, I, I, that's really one thing I would love to learn about the Bills' offense, You know how they put into the practice uh, what they use here for their first-round pick. All right, so a couple things here. First and foremost, Gino didn't read the email from the Bills that came out a couple no, weeks ago. No, he's a rogue. He know he doesn't that know. That is not a good way to get a repeat invitation to the Shout Podcast. But that's, <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there right now. Uh, no, I can't tell you where he was lining up, Gino. That is, that is part of uh, their deal <laughs> They over don't there. listen to us, man. Oh, yeah, 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 sure. Um, so, but, yeah, I, I mean, I will say this, like, I'm very interested with how they're going to use him after watching him. In fact, now there's also the piece of it that it's, it's, it's tough because he's playing with like tryout quarterbacks. I mean, Dormandy, uh, Ryan pointed out on our last podcast, what a story coming from the XFL got cut uh, because he was apparently got accused of passing a playbook around to other team uh, or other players on the other team and then signed with another team and had this explosive day. And then he goes out there for a tryout, and I gotta be honest with you, I, I don't like dumping on the tryout guys, but it wasn't good, boys. Mm-hmm. Like it was. So I mean, Dalton Kincaid is playing with a guy that shouldn't even be in the NFL, and so like balls are kind of scattered. They're all around. Like I mean, he made one catch where he went up on a ladder, and it was the it was the play of the game catch of the catch of the day, and it's just like it was a routine play. Like I don't even know why the ball was so inaccurately thrown, but you saw it there. He had one drop, but again. They were bad passes all over the place, him and uh, the, the other guy that was in uh, for tryout. So I, uh, I think that what I can say is I, I think that everything that Brandon Bean said is true. I think they're going to try to figure out ways to use him. But also, I don't know how much we can even glean from it because they're still installing the playbook with this guy. I mean, he just took a look at it two weeks ago, and he just got to the facility last week and started really diving into the thing. So – uh, I think we won't really have an idea of that until training camp. Matt, you mentioned a handful of the the free agent signings, the guys that that had the tryout, the guys like Shavers that we'll see at wide receiver. I'm also curious about Jalen Wayne, just because, just because of the DNA. Are there any of these guys, Patman, Wayne, uh, Coulter, any of these wide receivers that you think could make a play and and actually end up on the roster short of somebody getting injured? Ah, uh, no. Um, they spent their time and their money uh, targeting Deontay Hardy, targeting um, Shurfield. Shurfield. And then they have Kincaid, obviously, that's going to probably factor in pretty heavily into the target share. And so you already have guys, Knox, Gabe Davis, and Stephon Diggs. I mean, I don't know how many more balls there are to go, go around unless somebody like a Shavers completely blows them away um as a receiver but even then like we've we've seen great camps from receivers that just it doesn't end up working out and i think they have big plans for shorter on special teams uh we'll see i think maybe Sherfield's in that same boat so we'll have to see it play out at camp and and how that ends up working out uh it's interesting i i think that there's a you know going through the exercise of the 53-man roster projection it's like 
I could see a scenario where they keep 10 offensive linemen because they're worried about any of them being put up to, you know, waivers and losing any of them. Like, there's there's some really good depth on that offensive line, especially on the interior. A guy like Ike Butker, after they, they draft a guy like Broker out of Ole Miss, like, he's now got a position battle, like, definitively. And he's been a pretty big block the last couple of training camps when it comes to the, these exercises. So, um, if that's the case and they end up keeping 10 offensive linemen, do they even keep six? wide receivers? Do they shrink it down to five because they paid Deontay Hardy all this money? I mean, dude, he's making like six million this season. Like that is not a, a small investment in the player. I think they have big plans for him. So um yeah. Matt Perino covers the Buffalo Bills for the Syracuse Post Standard, our guest. So this week, quiet. Uh, other than there's Josh Allen taking batting practice. We've heard Josh Allen's out at Oak Hill. So this is time for players to you know have a little bit of fun. Uh, next week, uh, OTAs begin. Now, refresh our memory. How does this all work, Matt? And what stock do you put into this that you know the veteran doesn't show up for OTAs? Is it no big deal or is it just something to monitor? Where do you come down on that? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, I will push back a little bit and say this isn't a quiet week. This is a loud week, Gino. We're at Wingnuts on Saturday night. I, mean, right. I don't know how much loud. Uh, I'm talking one bills live. I'm not talking the Matt Perino world. The Matt Perino world, oh, okay, there's always okay, something going okay, on. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. All right, one bills drive. That makes sense. Um, so OTAs start next Tuesday. And then once uh, we'll have access every Tuesday for three weeks. Then there'll be the mandatory mini camp, which is three days, but it ends up usually with McDermott being two days. Mm. And to your question, like it's interesting because I think most years I'd say, ah, oh, whatever. It's 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 OTAs. Like if a vet, like a Stefan Diggs or a Von Miller or somebody like that doesn't show up, you know, they know what they're doing. They've done this for a long time. They'll probably show up for mandatory. And I think the last couple of years. Um, Diggs and Hyde and Poyer, they've, they've kind of showed up at different times in OTA. So it could be like everybody get overreacts next week and Diggs isn't there to, for the start of OTAs, but then he shows up the next week. But this, here's the thing. So much has been talked about offensively about just the lack of cohesion and answers like in the back half of the year and then especially in that Bengals game offensively, Ken Dorsey specifically uh, under a lot of pressure. So I think – there's value to having everybody in house to start kind of talking through all of the stuff that you want to accomplish at training camp. And I'm sure they're doing that anyway. Like they do these zoom meetings and there is some access there. So I wouldn't be surprised if they haven't already started that process, but I do think it, it sends a message. And, you know, I think it was uh, when Vaughn did his availability after the draft, he made it a point to say, and I don't think he was taking any shots to Stefan Diggs. And I know some people probably, you know, uh, interpreted it that way. I did not. Uh, he's not that type of guy, and him and Diggs are very close. But he did say how much value there is to being the guy that makes all the money, that's the big star, showing up and, and, and starting to build the team and showing guys that I was listening to Isaiah McKenzie on the Ty Dunn podcast mm-hmm. re, uh, this, this week, and he had a really good line in there. And I highly recommend listening to it. There's a lot of good stuff, some nuggets in there with McKenzie now in, in, in Indianapolis. Um, one thing he was talking about was it always stuck out to him how much Diggs and Von Miller don't act like those mega million superstars. They do all the stuff. Like they go to the meetings, um, they take criticism, um, you know, they might dress a little bit nicer, but they're just regular guys and part of the team. And I think that's the value of this time more than anything else. Um, but again, it's, it's Diggs. And I think that they, they've said it over and over again, right? Are we listening? Like Diggs is Diggs. He's going to be Diggs. And they all accept him for being that way. Uh, I think when he 
eventually does show up, they'll just it'll be all systems go. Yeah, we'll we'll be looking uh, just to see Diggs if he reports and then if he actually speaks at some point over the next two weeks. May, uh, OTAs begin on May twenty second. Uh, follow up to this too, Matt, because this time last year we kind of knew the Jordan Poyer story might be out there and he wasn't reporting and he, he showed up for training camp. Are there any contract situations right now with any of the veterans? Where we could see something like that perhaps. Is everybody taken care of, or are there storm clouds on the horizon, perhaps? You know, I don't think that there's storm clouds only because it's not like there's no veterans out there. The one guy that would kind of stick out, you know, maybe two guys, maybe like a Daquan Jones going into his last year, if maybe he wants an extension. Um, but again, like there's been no even rumblings about that. And then also, Micah Hyde would be somebody that maybe he'd want to like. But he's coming off this injury where he hasn't played in so long. There's not, like, a lot of leverage. I think it's all eyes on, all right, what's this going to look like and feel like when he actually takes the field again? So I don't. I think the contract, from that perspective, is taking a back seat. You've got a couple extension candidates, and Ed Oliver and Gabe Davis. I don't think any of them are pushing the panic button or, um, you know, making it, uh, you know, I want my, my, my extension. You kind of can't really do that on your first contract anyway. I mean, you could try. I mean, some, some have. Apparently, Quinton Williams in New York is really upset about it right now. But we'll see. We'll see once we get in the locker room with these guys. And it's not the locker room. You get to talk to them like coming off the field. So I guess it's a little bit different than once the regular season starts. But we'll definitely catch the vibes, and we'll uh, give you an update after we do. Matt, we didn't have a chance to talk since the NFL released its schedule on Thursday. We no. talked to Ryan on Friday, but I wanted to get your take. It seems to me that it's you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody who looks at the Bills' schedule and doesn't love the way that it falls out for this team. Oh, man, I think uh, there's there's several things that you love if you're the Bills. Um, you don't have to go to Miami in the heat. Um, you don't even have to go to, like, Foxborough in, in December, which I know that's, that probably is an afterthought for, for most people, but, like, it's a tough place to play usually. I think defensively the, the Patriots are going to be much better this year, and I think the weather elements, I mean, again, I bring up that Dunn podcast, and McKenzie, the first thing he said about that game that they lost to the Bengals, the first thing he brought up, was the weather mm. like this is it's crazy they play in a they play in orchard park in in an open air stadium and weather is not to the advantage of this bill's offense so um that's a piece of it and then obviously getting the Bengals, getting the chiefs on long rest is is massive and the chiefs like one of the three or four teams that had the least amount of rest uh all season which i think is is super interesting but it's going to come down to that back back stretch right like that there's that eight seven or eight game stretch where they're playing some really, really tough games, some tough road games, some primetime games, six again this year. Um, and the division games are going to be an absolute um, dogfight. I, I also think, like, if you looked at the big three, the AFC, we talked about this a little bit on our show, I think that the, the Miami Dolphins got out the easiest. I think that they have the easiest of the big three. I think the Jets have a tougher schedule than people want to admit. Now, I will say Warren Sharp put out that thing where – they have more rest than any other team in the, in, the, in the NFL, which I think is interesting because it's going to probably take them some time to get, you know, get it all locked down together, especially offensively. We'll see what that looks like. The NFL is definitely setting them up for some success. Um, but they still play tough teams. They still play a tough schedule. The AFC East is going to be just a gauntlet for all four of these teams. I know all three of us subscribe to the theory, or not the theory, the, the happy wife, happy life I will be your travel agent here, Matt. 
Um, you can fly out of L.A. on Christmas Eve at 6.30 in the morning, one stop at O'Hare, and be back in Buffalo before 4 p.m. on Christmas Eve. Finally, you are going to be home for the holidays, my friend. That's what uh, we like to call winning in our household. <laughs> uh, my my wife even tweeted about it last week. She's like, she was when she saw the schedule release when we when it was finally official. I mean, she was crying about it. Like, it's you don't think about it, and it's and it's a sacrifice we make. Like, I love my job. Um, she loves it, and you know the kids love it. But it's like not having not being with the family for Thanksgiving when we moved back to Buffalo specifically for those kind of moments. Uh, it's been tough the last couple of years. I'm certainly not complaining. And I, if they played on Thanksgiving or Black Friday, we'd do it all again. But it is going to be cool this year to be home for all of the holidays. Um, yeah, she's pumped. Yeah, well, we're pumped. Uh, we've got OTAs on the horizon, and and we're just a, a couple of short months away from training camp at St. John Fisher, man. And, and and you know we're we're soaking all of Oak Hill in this week with the PGA Championship in town. It just you know when we have these kind of major events in our community, we get pretty pretty geeked up. You coming in for uh, any of the action this weekend, Matt? I'm not. Um, I'm I'm a little bit of a outsider on the beat when it comes to golf. I'm not a big golf guy. You have a big golf head. Um, obviously Skursky, John Scott, uh, Sal Capaccio. I mean, they just live it. I mean, as soon as the weather turns, they're out on the golf course. They, they watch golf on the weekend. And it's just not my thing. I will say this though, talking to Gino about this before we went on, Rory, uh, McDonald's big fan over here. <laughs> Rory, Rory McDonald. Boy, you're right. You really aren't a golf what? guy at all. <laughs> oh, Rory McIlroy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Wait, okay, while we're while we're on the topic of Rory McDonald, you know he had a garbage play here. He's a, oh okay, here Matt, Matt, can you Okay, so I'm not one to put out the Twitter poll, but if you could vote in it on the air right now, if Rory is married to a woman from Rochester, are we allowed to claim Rory as one of our own, Matt? But he said, didn't he say that garbage plates are gross? No, he didn't say that. That you said no, that you, you was, that's where you was, stand by. I was past faulty information. Somebody told me that he's not a fan of the garbage plate, which he, I then became a fan, and now I feel like I've been lied. To. He's probably like you, like yeah, I've had a garbage plate, and then that's the end of the sentence. It's it's there's no elaboration. Yeah, I've had a garbage plate, and you can just gotcha. end it there. Um, I would say you could you could claim him. That's fine. Why not? Why not? I mean, he. He was born on a, on a different continent, right? Uh, yes, I was going to say, like, how do we claim him when he still plays under the flag of Ireland? I don't know that we can claim him. We can claim his wife for sure. Congratulations. You could, you, could call him a, you could call him an adopted son, Gino. Like, you seem really hung up on this. No, I listen, we're very provincial here, Matt. We're more provincial in Rochester than you are in <laughs> Buffalo. And I, I just thought it was great that one of the world's best golfers has something in common now with Matt Perino. They both have had the garbage plate, although you're not going to yeah, have it again this summer. You know, I, I like I told Danger last time, I will have one. If you give me the best of the best, I will sample it one more time. The problem is um, the best of the best is actually the worst of the, the worst. worst. Yeah, so we yeah. can't really ah, go down that exactly. road with you, Matt. I mean, I you know, I, I know you take care of yourself. We like to try and take care of ourselves, too. But the, really the best of the best when you're talking about a plate is – it's after midnight, and we're making some bad decisions, and that's when the the plate is actually the best of the best. Yeah, 
I, I think you just really illuminated things for me. I'm gonna, I am going to pass. Uh-huh. I, there's got to be other things in Rock. You know what That's I'll do? what I keep I'll saying. We, I don't want to be just known for the town that has the garbage <laughs> plate. Can we do more yes. than that? I mean, come on. I, see, I'm with you. Like, there's there's other things that are great. Everybody always tells me, like, go have a Schweigel's hot dog. I don't think I've ever had one, so maybe I'll try one of those. All right. All right. Well, yeah. we'll take you. You know what? We'll take you to one of our fine dining establishments. We have plenty, plenty of world class restaurants in Rochester to take you to. So we'll have a good time when you come back around. And, and I know you're excited because this weekend is another Shout Live podcast setting you up nicely. Exactly. Oh my gosh, it's, it feels like forever. Our last one was last month. Um, we were doing some for a while there, like every other week. So um, we'll get back out, uh, uh, come out, have some amazing wings. It looks like the. Um, uh, most of the Bills rookie class did uh, uh, an outing to Wingnuts. Tried him for the first time. Dorian Williams, big fan, called him the best wings he's ever had. Uh, and I gotta say, man, Wingnuts is a different experience. Like if you've had Buffalo wings before, they're different. Like they're not they're not gonna be what you expect, and they're gonna blow your blow your mind, especially the first time you have them. And we're gonna have a great time. We're gonna talk about the Bills. So yeah. it's gonna be fun. And I can vouch for that. I I went last time. It was a it was a blast, Matt, because of the PGA and everything else we got going on. Cannot make it this time around, but uh, maybe we can. We got to set something up when you're in town in July, here, bud. One hundred percent. I'm all in. All right. Appreciate the time as always, Matt. Enjoy the rest of your week. All right, boys. Take care. You got it, Matt Perino covering the Buffalo Bills for the Syracuse Post Standard. I imagine somebody. Like, this is our chance, right, Danger? Like, somebody, let me sample what Rochester Media is all about. Oh, Boy, God. this show is really good. They're entertaining. And then we get to that take on Rory McDonald. <laughs> Rory McDonald. Uh, well, he's, he, he owned it. He's like, look, I'm not a big golf he guy. He said that up front. He Matt is it. on one beat. He it's abs- the Bills. That's right. Yes. That's right. He's, the, golf isn't his thing. And it. you know what? It's not a thing for everybody. In fact, I, I have friends who don't even consider golf a sport. It's a skill. It's not a sport. No, it's no, not. It's yeah, not a sport. That, yeah. It's a skill. So it, it, it's not everybody's cup of tea. I just love that he called him <laughs> Rory McDonald instead of Rory McIlroy. My first dark horse. He's not really a dark horse. I think he's the favorite. Is Rory? No, and I I don't know that we can claim him. He still plays under the Irish flag. I you know his wife. Yes, absolutely. We can claim her with pride. But him, just because he's had a plate and didn't enjoy it, I don't know. I don't know. We don't know if he didn't enjoy. He well, said he's had a plate. He didn't. If you've only had there, yeah. one, then you probably won't have another one. If you if you've had if you've had it multiple times, then you've enjoyed it. But if you've only had it once, yeah, you're like, okay, good, check that off my list. I never gonna do that again. Just like Perino. Yeah. Just like Perino. And these guys that that do take care of themselves, and Perino is one of these guys. I get it. I get why you wouldn't want to put that in your body. Yeah, who, like if you go back to golf like 40, 50 years ago, danger. Sure, there were guys that were in shape, but then you also had some oh, schlubby looking guys. That doesn't happen anymore. No, it's it's rarer and rarer with each passing year, for sure. All right, we'll take a break here. We're going to come back. We've got I'll drink to that on the way. Some takes on tap. Yeah, I got thoughts on what happened in the Yankee game last night. Not your typical Monday night game. And then the storyline, which I'm kind of happy is dying out. Some thoughts here on the competing tours of the championship. Something happened with the NFL that uh, broke late last night before we, uh, before we, just before we signed off. And it's kind of surprising to me how we all have the same reaction because, in my mind, 
This is just delaying an inevitability when it comes to how we consume the NFL. Amherst head coach Seth Africa to join us here next hour as well at 425. Stand by for that. And some takes on tap next with I'll Drink to That in the Sports Bar. Danger and Bataglia on the Fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 